Storytellers AZ, a discussion group for people who make a living telling stories. And hello and welcome to another episode of Storytellers AZ, the podcast and meetup group for anyone who wants to tell better stories or just sit around talking about how everyone else is doing it. Uh, as always, my <laughs> name is Tyler Hurst and I am an actual writer and soon-to-be TEDx speaker. Across the table from me today is... Brian LePan. And Brian, what do you do? I'm currently writing a couple plays at the moment. Excellent. To his left, Sarah Marquez, who has revealing pictures online. Sarah. Well, that's pretty much my intro. Um, that's what you do? All right. Well, there you go. All right. Little did we know. No, I'm a poet, and I'm currently writing a nonfiction book on um, corporate dress for the new millennium. Excellent. Excellent. Is your, the pictures is, online now, sound way more interesting. I'm now, sorry. Your husband, is your husband an amateur photographer, or is he like a, more of a serious hobbyist? A serious hobbyist. Okay. So is he taking pictures for your book? Uh, no, not yet. But he, but he would, he yeah, could. He's Excellent. definitely the person for that. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Across from her is Matt Fox. Matt, what do you do? I write a persuasion theory on persuasion techniques and business strategies. Excellent. And you have an ebook out that we talked about last episode. Yep. Download still going great. Yep. What's the next, uh, what's the next book in the series going to be about? <laughs> sorry. Uh, don't sorry me. No, <laughs> don't make it weird. Just go. I don't have a next book in the series. What? Did you it's s- not a series. Oh, wait, do you have another book in the in, works? It yes. works? Okay. Yeah. There we go. Excellent. All right. Today's topic is uh, pretty I'm much a mishmash of a ton of different stuff. Anybody here have headgears, kid? No. I had a retainer for like a year. the retainer thing with the... Yeah, no. I had I've a got just a regular satellite dish. No. Retain, you know, like just funny. But yeah, I had, one, I had one on my bottom inside and one on my top of my teeth outside. <sighs> Painful. Um, it, it, for, I got sick from the glue. They use it to attach my teeth. Uh, attached to my teeth, but besides that, it really didn't. Once you got done tonguing the shit out of the bottom of the, God, felt like there was something stuck in my underneath. You know, right there. You're you actually feeling it right now again, and you're getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're going to be in the speak now. So seriously, if you bring that kind of reality to your talking, which you do naturally, you'll yeah. be fine. About retainer that I was licking. About anything. <laughs> oh, also tomorrow we have to have handheld mics. Mm-hmm. Lame as that. What? Handheld mics. Just make sure you're holding it properly and Seriously? speaking to it. Just like one of these, you have to be like. I, I, well, I mean, I get. Right. I've, I've done. It's yeah. just it takes away from a lot of the mm. expressions that you. I'm kind of mm-hmm. used to being able More to like do. Ted C. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you mean they don't have any of the like little head or the no Ted, the... TEDx is not Ted. It's your you whatever you have. I mean, if we had a TEDx in Gangplank, we'd have the equipment in the. In They're here, the X. And that's they it. got none of the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, nothing. They got none of the Ted. I mean, you we got the branding. Gotcha. We got, okay. We got the branding. We got to keep the last name. Yeah, the logo. But they got the house. They got the equipment. Yeah, I was going to say, you got yeah. real gypped in that, uh, yeah. Yeah. that settlement there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then again, it's easier, to get, it's easier to get on TEDx. You know, anybody can do it, apparently. <laughs> and I do start off with a joke about that. I talk about how to get on TED, to get on TED or TEDx, you either have to be accomplished, you have to be popular, or you have to suck up the, to the organizers. And I was Bob's producer at his first TEDx. So. Gotcha. Yes. That'll go over big. Yeah. He laughed a lot. <laughs> laughed, actually. Yeah, so I'm making a Ted is, Ted is biased and cor- TEDx is there biased is so and corrupt There is so much humor in truth. There is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah, I mean, we're an urban, urban resilience uh, theme, and I'm talking about... Okay, can I just make one suggestion about that? Make sure you mention Bob's full name and his job before you get to that story. Robert Deal? 
he'll, oh, he'll be on stage multiple times before that. They'll they already know who he is. I would make sure when you yeah, say, yeah, I, I agree. For, yeah, make sure just in case clear, make it really clear because people out. aren't listening to the guy who's hey Bob Deal's here for it's like you know oh he's MC. And you're, well, your little so, clip that's going to be taped. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. Robert Deal, the, the, the licensee holder for TEDx Scottsdale and the co-organizer of tonight's event, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to say that before you get to the joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, because, no, what I'm doing is I'm thinking. I'm, I, I thank Bob first. Right. And then I go into the joke. Oh, the, and then, then you launch into the joke. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I really appreciate Robert Deal, the, the, the licensee holder for TEDx Scottsdale and the partner, uh, in producing this event. Um, it's been my dream to be on Ted, a Ted stage for my entire life. Okay. Th- okay. Or this is came down. Career, but I'm saying is just separate his name, make it really clear. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, you know, I'd like to think, you know, what's his name? Robert Deal. Uh-huh. You know, I think Robert Deal, you know, deal. and then throw the stuff out. Leave space there so that second hit people. Cause when you're saying, you know, when you come into your punchline, you're yeah, just like using You're going to put him back into his head. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to, Say that and then tell, tell the audience that you told me to say that tomorrow too. All right. No, Robert Deal. I'm going to pause for effect here, everyone. Hold on. No, not for effect. Just let it sink. No, I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say that. Pause for effect. All right. Brian LePan told me to do that. Wait, so did you guys get that dramatic pause? Yeah. Dramatic pause. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. You need to hold up on the side. I mean, dramatic pause. I spent, we had a party for, uh, for my 100,000th tweet and my 100,000th tweet ended up being, I've never thought so hard about what I'm going to, Type my entire life. I mean, come on. It's, I know. This is the story yeah. the, of your tweet. life right here. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of a clever title, so this is my title. Yeah. I know. I couldn't think of a, a fancy tweet for a hundred times so, tweet, so this is my tweet. Yeah. I know. Well, he was going on about the title like for six hours one day. I said, just oh, yeah. shut the fuck up and pick one. Oh, yeah. It was getting on my nerves. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want it searchable. So I decided yeah, to make well, it well, really, long, that isn't. really long. Really long, but it isn't. Oh, my God. I'm going to change the failure is good. Failure for the win. Uh, we came failure up with, for the win. Yeah. Came up with a thousand of them that oh, day. Oh, God. And they so all bad. They all suck. <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to do is when you give the speech and you go back and you listen to it in some place, there's going to be something you say that'll fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be fine. Hopefully, I'll say something. I think I have a get in or get gone little quote in there somewhere. Maybe a little. Oh, yeah. You need lots of tweetable content. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought about that. <sighs> How much of that can you re- memorize and then deliver oh, no. in a. Speech is not ad libbed, but not, you know, not memorized either. So I'm trying to figure. Be out Be nice. How you to... hand out little sheets with little little tweets on yeah. it. You're yeah. Like, okay. At this point, number one tweet. No, number one. I, I mean, I really thought about that of having of having stuff every you know at least every section of a of mm-hmm. a tweetable. God, I hate that I thought that, but yeah, I did. I mean, that's you're right. That's, that's okay. I just have a blog post right now that I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, the little tweet this yeah. links on it, and I'm thinking, oh, I should put that, right there. I mean, that's, that's, that's perfectly tweetable. That's, a, that's the same. Where having a soundbite for a TV interview. Sure. I mean, that's the, it's the mm-hmm. same idea. Yeah. Um, but I just have to have it shorter, which actually I think makes it a little bit easier for me because um, can't, you can, can't think very hard. No, you can write shorter. I can, I can, I can memorize that stuff a lot if I just mm-hmm. have a small little little thing. But if you're thinking of an idea, that takes a lot longer to to it, in, in the pacing of it, and you can screw it up. But when you have a a short pithy comment, a tweetable comment, it makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> Another fun thing to try. Obviously, yeah, this, this is a great right, podcast. Let's just keep going. <laughs> All right, pretend he didn't say that. Um, so, what else? We'll, we'll keep going. No, is um, I've seen one. A friend of mine was doing this talk, and he had someone else write the cards. Okay. And but they knew what he was talking about, and so like the per- he would start talking, and then a card would come up, and they'd see the the guy could see the flash. He'd turn around, and it's like he's taking like kind of a back by what's being said, and like what that extra thing is, and it gives him a new way to 
look at things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. Mm. Uh, Katie had a really fun idea of um, uh, having myself at pre-recorded video clips and then having conversation with, with myself on stage. Hmm. Uh, I would think that would be really funny. I mean, it's, it's too late to do that now, but I think that'd be a really funny to do. That would be do nice. Because yeah. you have a conversation uh, and it would sound conversational because you really are talking to yourself. Um, and I thought that you could say all the things that you weren't supposed to say on stage, you could say in your video. That's true. That'd be kind of fun That's true. Because, you know, you just edited it out. I mean, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I mean, the audience is going to might be offended, but no one else cares. Uh, but I thought that was a fantastic thing. So the be, audience be, is going to be offended, but nobody else cares. Who else? Care, who else matters? Oh, the 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 <laughs> audience beyond the the live audience in the in the room that day. Okay, because remember that I mean, with the internet, nothing. If it's recorded, it's going to last almost forever. I mean, we I think has a lot, potential. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it'll, it'll be there almost forever. You can still get away with some stuff in a live audience, and some stuff doesn't make sense in context. I mean. Uh, obviously, uh, most stuff doesn't make us sense. And out of context, content. Michael Richards and uh, and Tracy Morgan will tell us about how <laughs> how their how their jokes that were only meant for a hundred people end up being seen by a hundred million. Um, so I'll stay away from the racist and the gay jokes. Yeah, that was a good idea. Yeah, although maybe you could sneak in one somewhere. You know, a good racist joke has always been a winner. Yeah, and I know you have a. Bunch That's always one way to get known. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Remember, you, could be, you could be the first person at TED to do a racist to joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think I'm gonna stay away from that. They're probably they're probably freaked out of Arizona and they're like, oh god, well, someone's gonna say something. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I would actually, you know, it'd be great. I think some typical Arizona, someone who we don't all agree with, would get up there and do a TED. Not gonna happen. I know, but they but happen. they should have they should have the opportunity. Doesn't most of the United States already hate us as it is? We really want to reinforce that image. You know what? I think one thing I love about Ted and I love about no, it's giving a face to evil. Yeah, Yeah, Uh absolutely. No, but it's just giving everybody an opportunity, and like you don't have to agree with everything. Every I've watched some Ted things where I just thought were absolutely absurd and dangerous, damaging. And uh, and two, if you're if you're looking to uh, to discredit um, your opponent or whatever Mm -hmm. in this case, and they're an idiot. Let them talk. Don't do their job for them. I mean, if, you know, put Sarah Palin on stage and let her go. Because there's nothing that you could say that's funnier than what she's going to do on purpose. <laughs> you haven't heard a Democrat talk in like nine months. No, of course not. <laughs> they don't say anything. Why would you? They're winning the race by not saying anything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so maybe I'll just do that. Maybe I'll go on stage and just not say anything. <laughs> didn't, didn't show off your new body. Didn't. There you go. Actually, I thought about wearing a. Um, I thought about having my slides on my shirt and wearing a, a double XL, an XL, a large, and then a medium shirt. I don't. Know, I wasn't sure if I could pull off the medium quite yet, but uh, I thought about doing that and then taking off my shirt on stage, which would have been a text first, a TEDx first as well. Uh, but that seemed a little bit. For someone taking a shirt off on stage repeatedly, yes. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen enough of them, so I don't know. Well, because they seem well. Okay, I assume, but they seem pretty, uh, pretty professional and. You know, not a whole lot of swearing, and people aren't usually stripping on stage. But I thought about doing that. Yeah. So swearing and stripping—that could be a whole new thing for you. Ooh. <laughs> All right, that's not a bad idea. Actually. I didn't like the sound of that. Ooh. Um, I, yeah, it's okay, I but I do have leather pants, and I have worn them recently. Who wants to change seats? <laughs> I want to be on the other why side do you of want the table. It, why, why do you want it? Do you want have to wear leather pants? Excuse me. Have you not ever worn leather pants, Matt? Oh God, they're so comfortable. Matt, seriously. No. Have yeah. you have you worn leather pants? Yeah, they're very soft. Aren't they? It's the most uh-huh. amazing. They're the best mm-hmm. things ever. Yeah. yeah. You wish you could wear them all the time, but you really can't at all. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when they're too hot. Yeah, because they don't look nearly as cool as they feel. Um, but they look. Yes. They look. They look pretty cool, cool at night. You go to a rock show at night. You know. 
Oh, yeah. That's nice, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Matt can't believe we're talking about this. Look at him. <laughs> Why? I, it's, it, leather pants are awesome. <laughs> I wasn't saying it. I mean, my, mine are from The Gap, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're technically leather Mine are at least custom-made, so... Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I wasn't a screenwriter in Hollywood. For a while. <laughs> bad. And but, Matt still wore his jorts. <laughs> Matt does not have jorts on, by the way. And, jo- and jorts, for anyone who doesn't know, jean shorts. Apparently, they're not. They're not. They're not big anymore. So, um, anyway, so I think for my speech tomorrow, I think this is really this is this is what I'm gonna do is to have a conversation and tell jokes to people. I mean, that really works, doesn't it? That's okay. Yeah. Yep, because that's you, and you'll come across as extremely yeah. authentic, and then everybody will love what you're saying. There you go. All right. All right. Well, enough of the group therapy session. Uh, glad you planned this out something. for the last couple of months. For well, there we go. <laughs> Aren't you glad you planned this out for the last couple of months? And yeah. now you just come down to it today. Yeah. And oh, okay. yeah, here's okay. what I'm gonna do tomorrow. And I'm, what the hell? and I'm afraid to talk tomorrow. Yeah, because I read this other guy's book and he's afraid to talk. So and I was fine before that. Yeah, <laughs> asshole. Ready to go. Sorry, thank you, Mister Pressfield. Pressfield, thank you. God, I love War of Art, but I'm. I'm he didn't, I'm he didn't make you read it, man. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> War of Art, maybe read it. Anyway, that's enough for us today. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Storytellers AZ, the podcast meetup group for people who apparently have nothing else to do or talk about. Uh, we meet the second and fourth Thursday of every month from 7 to 9 p.m. at Gangplank in downtown Chandler. If you'd like to send us feedback or tell us how awesome we are or give fan mail to Sarah Marquez, who has pictures online, by the way, which are apparently revealing or something, <laughs> revealing or something like that. Um, actually, if you find those, let us know. Uh, email Tyler at gangplankhq.com. Thanks, and see you next time. Thank you for listening to Storytellers AZ. We'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. <laughs>